welcome to the Tarot Readers Academy TV and podcast, the place to be to get the tools, tips, techniques, and building blocks to level up your tarot reading practice, heart-centered business, and spiritual journey. I'm Ethany Dawn. I'm a full-time card slinger, business coach, author, and the headmistress of the tarotreadersacademy.com. And to top it all off, I'm also your host for this TV series and podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tarot Readers Academy TV and podcast. And today I have a very special guest and may I say a uh, personal friend of mine, a tarot friend of mine. Um, We have the lovely Laurie Lytle from Inner Goddess Tarot, who is here to talk about something I find extraordinarily fascinating because I do love my shiny little things and I love to incorporate them into my tarot practice. Now, before we introduce Laurie's topic and I get to hand over the stage to her, just wanted to tell you a little bit about Inner Goddess Tarot and a little bit about Laurie's work. So Laurie is an active card singer. This is a lady who is in the trenches doing the work, helping the world become awake and people to guide them on their journey and shed a little light on their love, their career and everything. So she's an amazing reader. She also hosts a very popular Toronto tarot meetup. So if you're in the Toronto area and you love tarot and you're not on that meetup group and you're not hanging out with these fabulous people, make sure you go and do that because I'm a little bit jealous it's so that they're all the way over there and I'm all the way over here. And she's going to be at the Love and Light Reading Festival and the Allura Tarot and Divination Festival. So Laurie does a lot of work. Um, she's very visible in the community. I met Laurie for the first time in 2018 at the Reader's Studio. So chances are, if you're on the East Coast and you go to a tarot event, you're going to see this beautiful face. So welcome, Laurie, and thank you so much for your time today. Oh, hi, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me here today, my dear. Of course. So I'm actually going to allow you to introduce our topic today and a little bit about how you found this and how this has kind of come into your tarot practice. Okay, sure. Well, thanks. I'm I'm really happy to talk about it because these are two of my favorite things in the world. So I've managed to find a way to combine tarot and jewelry. So (laughs) what could be wrong with that? Uh, And I could see looking at you too, my dear, that we share a love of of shiny things. But shiny things that have a purpose to them, right? That have have a magical meaning to them. So what what I'd like to share with you and talk about today is the idea of using tarot in combination with talismans. And the purpose of this is to... It's to be able to really lock in an intention into a talisman to really get clear on what it is you want to create or achieve in your life and lock that intention into the talisman. And along the way, the tarot is there to help us to support us in that process, right? So it's kind of a combination of using the cards and using a magical object for a particular purpose so that it gives us something that can but a lot of power behind what it is we want to manifest in the world. Amazing. I need to pause recording and go shut the window because it's going to get loud here. Just two seconds, honey. So tell us a little bit about 
what an actual talisman is. If this is the first time anyone who's watching or, or listening to this has come across that term. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's a great place to start. Uh, because for me, how can I say, you know, since I've been a kid, I've always had a fascination with um, symbolic, how can I say, symbolic jewelry, right? So even before I knew I was doing it, I was wearing things like amulets and talismans with protective purposes, right? So from, you know, when I was born, my, my Oma, my Austrian grandmother gave me a guardian angel. Uh, then I added an evil eye to it, this kind of thing. So, so I guess just to back it up a bit, even to talk about what, you know, what we're actually working with here. So when I say an amulet, uh, that's usually something that has a protective purpose, right? So it's something that's going to protect you from harm, from illness, from um, any kind of disaster that might come your way. Uh, and that can be something like a pendant or a coin or something you carry around in your pocket. But essentially, amulets are, are protective to ward off something. Uh, when I talk about a talisman, what I like about working with talismans is they're more active. So a talisman is a magical object that you have selected and worked with ritually and consecrated for a particular purpose. So it's a little more active and focused than something like an amulet that's just there to protect you or a lucky charm that you may carry around just with, uh, you know, the kind of vague hope that it's going to bring you some kind of undefined luck, right? A talisman is something that we're working with with an intention and we want this magical item to support us and help us in achieving a particular outcome or goal or manifesting a desire. Okay. So talismans, I think, are powerful in that way that you're using them for a purpose rather than just general sort of help me protection or luck that kind of thing. That's really interesting too, because there's so much in those, you know, lucky charms or superstitions. And then I like how you're talking about, because even an amulet can be activated magically. And as you yes. very well know, and I'm speaking your language, you can activate an, a, a, an amulet or it can be a collective consciousness amulet. Like the pentagram is one that is a, a collective consciousness. If anyone knows what that really is, <laughs> then they know that's that it's a protective amulet. Um, if anyone, the cross is another one for the Christian faith. We have the Star of David. We have, I mean, there's a lot of different cultural um, amulets that have this massive collective consciousness behind it. Um, mm -hmm. Even, you know, shields and badges and all that sort of stuff. And you can activate them, but then we've got this talisman, which for me is even, it's like the le next level up of like being involved in the process of like saying, I'm going to, with all intentions, set this to be something for me. Yes, I love that. And it's true because like this, this idea, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned those particular amulets and those particular well-known symbols, because part of the work that I do involves working with symbols. I mean, of course, reading tarot is working with symbols, right? And I'm always, you know, adorned in various symbols and things to, as well, to support me. Um, but what I like about, or I guess what drew me to working with talismans is it's taking it to a different place where, sure, you may work with a particular symbol, right? And you, of course you can do that. But I've been working a lot in particular with crystals and, and gemstones. And so, picking a, a particular stone to work with the purpose that you, you know, whatever it is you want to manifest. And so, because I think crystals as a talisman, there's something really fascinating there because to me, a crystal is like 
it just sucks up all the energy, right? It records what your intentions are. It holds it for you. It's like a sponge for whatever energy you want to put into it, right? So I think creating your own talismans using things like crystals or gemstones, you're creating something really unique to you. You know, this is your personal magical item. So I would still support myself with pentacles and all the other symbols that speak to me personally. But what I love about the work I'm doing with talismans is it's very personal. And I should say too, even just to back it up a little bit more, um, I don't think that my, my power comes from that stone, right? Or comes from that talisman. So it's not like, as I said, I'm always wearing a lot of jewelry and for various purposes. But if I forget to put something on when I leave the house in the morning, I'm probably still going to be okay. <laughs> you know, if I forget You know, freak out and run back home. I might freak out. Yeah, I might freak out. But I mean, what I, what I want to say is I don't think that when you create a talisman, it's not like that, that stone has your power, right? It's more that power comes from within you. But by working with um, talismans and amulets, then you can amplify your own power, focus it. It's a constant reminder to you of what you want to manifest. So it's something powerful that can support you in whatever work you want to do, rather than feeling like it's um, that your the outcome depends on this outside source. Do you know what I mean? So how do, so I'd love for you to kind of step through a little bit I mean, you don't have to give it all away, but um, kind of like the process of how you came across doing this in your own um, sure. way and then maybe a little bit about how someone would go about choosing their own talismans. Great, sure. So um, for me it was kind of a natural process that, as I said before, brought together two of my biggest loves, tarot and shiny objects, Because right? <laughs> I think I started to realize over the past few years that the work I'm doing, I was doing kind of the same thing with tarot and then with crystals and gemstones and talismans. Um, and then it occurred to me, you know, this revelation of how powerful it would be to combine them. Right? And it just makes sense. So essentially the, the process that I do for myself or take my clients through is that we, we would use the cards to help us to get laser sharp clarity on what it is they actually want to manifest. And it sounds, it sounds basic, right? But a lot of times you ask people what they want and they don't really, they can't articulate it, right? Or they can't even believe it for themselves or they can't see it, right? So we'd sit down and I create a particular tarot spread depending on the situation or the timing or what it is the topic that they're coming to see me about. And we use the cards to get to this place where they can see what it is they want and they know it. Um, and also asking the cards for anything that would be helpful in achieving that action steps they can take. All this, like, really getting it tight to where, okay, we, we can see it, what it is that you're going to create. And then the next step would be creating some kind of affirmation, mantra, power word, power sentence, whatever, you know, poem, song, <laughs> whatever resonates with the person, so that we distill that tarot reading down to something really memorable and powerful. And I always recommend something short, right? Sometimes we, we can create something beautiful and long, but something short and powerful that really sums up what it is that you are going to create or manifest with the help of this talisman. Then the next step would be to do a ritual 
take my client to a ritual or myself where we're locking that intention into that talisman. Mm. So, and before I would have done some work to prepare the particular stone or talisman. I'm not going to give all my secrets away. <laughs> no, 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 don't. Please don't. It's your, it's your secret sauce, honey. <laughs> but depending on the purpose or you're working with the moon or working with celestial events or whatever it is that I feel is going to support the, in their work. So clearing the crystal, the amulet, the talisman, charging it up so we're ready to go. But then what I really like about the process is, is I'm, I'm working with the other person to create this magical item for them. It's not me just doing it and handing it over to them, right? It's like a process that they're involved in and we create it together and weave it together so that they, they have a real connection with that talisman when we're finished. Mm. But essentially, like we're locking that intention into the talisman and they can call upon it for inspiration and energy when they need it throughout the process. And I also work with them to create a practice that they can do for, usually it's for, you know, often for about a month or between new moon and full moon or something where, where I give them a daily practice that they can work with to continue to fire up that intention and keep it working for them. That's so powerful. I was just writing down some notes while you were um, <laughs> talking. Cause what I really love, um, I know um, because we, 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 we like know each other, you know, we've had conversations. We spent time together uh, personally, I think is what I'm trying to say. Right, and, right. <laughs> um, so I, like, it's like when you meet someone and you're like, oh, you know, you get the magic. Like you, there are just people that you know uh, get the magic yeah. and you, you totally get the magic. And it was, it's so clear when you're talking about the, even the, the steps not giving away a secret source. Like, <laughs> it's so important because you're, you're touching on the no to dare to will to take action. It's like, it's, you know, well, sorry to be silent, but you're acting like you need to get clarity. You need to be a participant in your own life and in your own transformation. And yes. then there's an activation. So it's like, I loved that, that you, and then it's like, now we're going, you've formed this energetic partner that's going to support you through, you know, and, and the big thing about, as you know, when we're doing magic, it's like that partner is a symbol for the unit. It's like a magnet to the, from the universe, right? It's like you're activating that little. So yeah, I love that. That's so, and so powerful and give someone something so concrete, not just words to use, which are incredibly powerful and actions to do, but also mm -hmm. something to even just to hold in the physical that really yes. grounds that. And that's a very powerful manifestation. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really glad you mentioned that too, because uh, that just, you touched on, I think the deeper motivation for this work for me or where this came from, because I've found for myself that a tarot reading can be something really powerful, right? So whether I'm reading for myself, well, obviously, right? <laughs> That's how we feel about the tarot. But uh, a tarot reading can be really profound and powerful and, and you have access to such wisdom, right? But it can also be ephemeral, you know, it can disappear so quickly, right? So I'm always looking for ways that, you know, if somebody comes for a tarot reading with me, that they take something with them that's going to keep working beyond the reading, right? And of course, like someone can record the reading or take photos of their cards, like that's all good and you can refer back to it. But there's something really powerful about having that physical object that you associate with the reading, with the wisdom that you gained, and it, it supports you in a different way. 
right? And it, and it makes sure that um, the reading can continue to have impact long after you've been to see me or been to see someone, right? It's it's such a great, and it's a, a little gift, right? It's that little gift from the the universe. It's funny, I was thinking like a lot of meditations that I do, um, guided meditations I do for my group, um, we talk about taking, often there is a gift given yes, or a symbol or something that is uh, something for you to take to your astral altar and to leave there as a reminder from the work that you've done the, the, through the path working. And it's, um, yeah, it's interesting just how one little thing, one little symbol, one stone, one rock, one whatever it may be, um, a, fla- a dried flower, a, a twig that you find, a hollow stone, whatever it may be, co- recalls like such a memory because, as you said, it records everything. Mm-hmm. It's the, the key that opens the door to that entire experience. So it's a very, yeah, it's a very powerful thing when you start to actually sit with the significance of those items. Yes, definitely. And I, I found that this works well. Uh, I have, I've had this gone through this process with um, private individual clients, you know, uh, and I've also done it in groups, like in classes as well, where we're working with the same talisman or the same stone with, for a particular purpose. And we go through a guided meditation as well, just as you're describing. And it, it is, it's something really powerful because like we're, as, as the reader or as the teacher, I'm just there to facilitate it and guide them and give them what they need to create their own magic, right? And, it's, and there is, like, as you said, there is something really nice about having a tangible object with you. Because right? I'm a collector, like, I don't know if you <laughs> but I, I love shiny things and representations of, of my goddesses and of the symbols that speak to my soul, right? So, and that's actually why I think I was drawn to the tarot in the first place, because the tarot is something that's so rich with all of those, as we said before, so rich with all those symbols. So I, I often try to incorporate something into the reading that is something physical as well. So before I started doing the, the actual talismans, I often ask my clients to take, like pull a charm from a bag and then they, they take that with them or just as you say, give them a, something physical to take with them. And people are, are always like so delighted with that. Right? Totally. <laughs> this is like, hey, I have something I can hang on to that's going to help me remember this. So, yeah, who doesn't love a little gifty? I know I definitely do. <laughs> even if they don't, you know, even if you've got someone who's like super muggle who like doesn't quite get what the, the importance of that is, even that exchange of like, I'm giving you something to help you support this, <laughs> even if you, you know, you pop it in your what, you know, your car or back at home. It's such a, a beautiful exchange to be able yes. to feel that and, and finish off that reading. Agreed. So I have another question for you. Okay. Let's what, have it. <laughs> so you're saying that you're working mostly with crystals at mm-hmm. the moment. So do you have like an entire stash of crystal? Like how do you how do you do that? How do you know which one wants to go home with someone? How does that work for you? And again, don't give away the secret sauce, but like I I, I just kinda wanna <laughs> Do you have like a crystal shop behind you? <laughs> yeah, I know behind. Yeah, many secrets are, are lurking behind here. Well, and that's a good question too, because I, I think how I want to clarify even like when I started doing this very focused work with talismans, it was a little bit different. Like previously, like I say, I might have brought just crystals and charms to a reading 
and choose one or have them choose one at the end. Uh, and so it's a little bit more loose or a little bit more intuitive, right? But when I, I started doing the work with tarot and talismans, then I had a particular purpose in mind. So the first one I did, I think it was, I think I called it the star of manifestation reading. And it was just at the end of the year going into the new year. So it's like, what's going to inspire you to create the year ahead that you've always dreamed of, right? So I selected a particular stone um, and I use them as pendants. Like they're already set in silver and because I, I love jewelry and I love being able to wear it, right? It's nice. You can put it in your pocket or whatever, but for me personally, um, thing about being able to wear it as a piece of jewelry. So I choose particular gemstones and set in silver so people can wear them, usually for the particular purpose of the reading, right? So I've also done different ones like around um, this year and the year ahead, actually, around Sawan, I'm doing another group talisman session where we're working with lipidolite, you know, which is a... Oh, I love lipidolite. It's and I got, I was able to source some really beautiful lipidolite pendants and they fit with the energy of that time of year, right? The mystery of that purple and it accesses all those kind of shadowy places and supports you in that. So usually I, I'm picking a stone um, that has a particular um, relevance to the topic that I'm offering, right? Yeah. But if client wants to come and see me just on their own and do something like this, then I'd work with them and find out what it is that they want to manifest or why they're coming to me and then suggest particular stones that I think would support them in that work and let them tell me what resonates with them as well. Right. So I guess a long, long story short is I'm, I'm choosing the crystal based on the purpose or whatever it is they want to manifest, right. What I feel like is going to support them in the best way. And I've totally done that both ways too. So having the intention from the beginning of this is the work we're going to activate and we're going to work with and then having people, this always happens when anyone comes, <laughs> when anyone comes for a face-to-face reading with me and they are only for people that I know that I'm referred to because I have a son and I don't want people I don't know in my house. Um, mm-hmm. So I, when people come, they, they usually walk out with like, a spray, <laughs> crystals, like take this, here's a ritual, here's a candle. Like I'm like, out you go, like this is for you to take home. And I think it's like because of the fact that magic and tarot, like it's just, a, it's my life, right? <laughs> There's no, it kind of melds so well together. It's like, yeah. okay, let's have this work continue and not go once the space has been closed out um, with mm-hmm. us. So in this, in this little reading. So, yeah, it's an interesting both ways are great. And, and as you, I think the common theme for both of them is intention and allow, like we're stretching out the magic, right? We're like working the taffy of the magic (laughs) of having it, keeping going. And like, I've got, um, I've had this ring. This ring is probably one of my biggest talismans. It's a, um, just a quartz. It needs a wash. It needs a clean, but it's a, it's a, it's a quartz crystal ring that I got from a Spellbox in Melbourne, which is a very well-known magic shop. It looks like the shop from the craft. It is so beautiful. It's got, it's just so stunning. Um, and it's, but it's got a pentacle carved in it four times. 
Amazing. Cut into the back of it. So I used to be able to wear this to my corporate job and no one would know that I'd have Mm. a a talisman of protection on me at all times. Everyone was just like, oh, that's a pretty ring. And I'm like, yes, I know it is, but it's the (laughs) ring that I wear every single day. And I have since I think like 2006 when I got it. So, um, yeah, there's some powerful things that once you have this, the things that work for you, um, that you can carry on. Wedding rings are another one, right? Mm-hmm. They carry everything. And I'm glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I, of course, some of my clients too, just as, as you mentioned, like they, they might not be telling people they're going for tarot readings, right? They may not, <laughs> they may not be telling people that they're getting interested in, in our magical world. So I think that that's kind of the beauty of, um, a talisman as a crystal or something too, right? Because you can wear it easily in your, in your daily muggle life, as you say, and, and not to draw any attention to yourself that you do not desire. Right. Whereas if you gave someone a very um, overt symbol, then they may feel uncomfortable, right. Wearing it or feeling that they can't wear it in public. Right. So something like a beautiful stone, then it's has, has as much power, but somebody can, wear it in their corporate life as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's becoming crystals now. And I went to um, the bookstore. I've been spending some, funnily enough, I've been spending some time in bookshops lately. Yes, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into the crystal section, like the, the self-help, you know, crystal tarot always in there. And the amount of books that have been made, like coffee table books with really mm. photography, all about crystals, you know, Judy Hall, um, well, Melody, first of all, with the, the um, Songs of the Earth, Melody, of the, you know, the big purple, everyone's mm. got that book. You know, she was doing that long before crystals became like super popular, right? Like in the, the way that they are now. Um, but now it's like, it's so accepted and so mainstream. Mm. You can literally have a little crystal garden with succulents at your, at your, any of your corporate jobs and no one is going to bat an eyelid. Like nobody. <laughs> it's true. And I think that I'm, that brings me to something that was percolating in my mind there too. It's just like, I think the nice thing about, I mean, crystals are wonderful because of what they are, right? That this natural substance is so miraculous, right? But I think there's something about working with, with um, crystals or making your own talisman that resonates with people right now as well because they're interested in the world of magic. They're interested in, in the mystical world, but perhaps they're not, um, at the point where they want to get deep into esoteric magic or symbolism or so they may not be fussed about that right so they're looking for something more organic and and to support them and so creating their own talisman it's, it's something like like you're bringing in your own intuition and your own um viewpoint for it rather than using a sim or having a symbol kind of imposed on you do you know what i mean so it kind of resonates with people now who who are coming into our world and they're, they're enjoying reading the cards intuitively. Um, they want to learn about their own intuition a little bit more and maybe not getting so much into other details. So this is a kind of work that they can do that has power, but also resonates with them. They're new to the world, right? I love that. So can you talk a little bit about what happens after like you get so you get this beautiful talisman say I've been working on it until the full moon or it was a banishing or whatever it may be till the to the the dark of the moon 
what do you get people to do with their talismans after the work is done? I mean, the work is never really done, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good question because, you know, I, I, in my own travels and practice with talismans and lucky charms and amulets and everything, I know you're supposed to, you're often supposed to destroy them, right? After they've served their purpose. <laughs> and I'm really not good at that, you know? Um, I would honor the piece and thank, express gratitude for it. Uh, but I personally um, wouldn't want to destroy something that I'd, I'd worked so closely with. So I think it, it depends, just as you said, it depends on the work. Like if the person has a really concrete goal and through their work with the tarot and the talisman, they achieve that goal, like it's very clear, then I might ask them to do a practice that kind of releases the purpose from the talisman, you know, like thanks it for its work, um, hail and farewell, thank you for all you've done, and I release you, right? And then it becomes just a, a, a piece of jewelry that you can wear and still call upon for inspiration and support, but you've kind of, you've, you've let the universe know that the work is done and thank you that right but more often than not the the talismans that people are creating they may not be for something quite so concrete right mm -hmm. so it may be something that it's an ongoing practice right it's something that um if somebody for example they're looking for a talisman to support them and give them better self-confidence or support them in self-love or something then this is really how do you say okay my work is done right <laughs> It's a little bit more amorphous. So in that case, I would do a little bit of a different take on it where this is your talisman that's there to support you in the long term. So I guess, and you can continue working with it. So I guess I would say it depends on have they achieved a concrete outcome and it's done, then we would release it. If not, it's something, it can be a piece that they could work with very long term, ongoing. Right, and that comes to things like wedding rings or rings of power and and often in um wiccan initiations you're given a gift from the high priestess uh, and the high priest depending on what kind of circle you are in um but often that that's a that's a that's a practice i remember that very well and i remember being in initiations and going shopping and it's like it's so much fun going shopping for <laughs> what toys are you gonna get them um have a knife <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, often things like that, like you may get a pentacle or a pentagram with yeah. the common symbol on it or with your next degree, like the station that you're in, if that's the kind of system that you're in. So, and that's something that you would wear continuously. Mm -hmm. Some people get tattoos, you yes. know, they go through a certain, you know, like, and even just muggle tattoos. Like I know I say muggle, it's just an easy way <laughs> to switch gears. You know, people who have the date of birth of their children on them or the day that they adopted a pet or the day of a memory, like you, when you talk to someone who's got lots of tattoos, every tattoo has a story. Yes. You know, even if it's, I just got drunk and got a tattoo, like they're going to remember that day. So uh, yeah, talismans and symbols and activating certain symbols of power is so, is so interesting. Um, and I love the fact that the, it's almost like the crystals are your little ninjas. You know, it's not <laughs> super obvious. No one's going to really question it if you come from a very strict um, religious family or you work in a workplace where you're not quite sure if you're, if you're yeah. going to get into some trouble because it's still a thing. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So do you, do you use crystals, um, in your readings as well to hold space? How do you work with them in other ways? Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for asking that. So, um, I do use them in 
readings, like just, as you say, to clear the space, to hold space. So I find often just something as simple as having like a real, a big block of selenite or clear quartz or something. And I found because if people get um, a little bit you know, anxious or flustered or, you know, they're nervous for reading that just ha having them hold that can be something that's very calming and centering and just having it in the room to keep the space clear. Um, but then as you say, if their reading has a particular topic or area of life that they're focusing on, I may have, I would choose crystals to support that as well. I mean, if it's love, I might have a nice big chunk of rose quartz or something, right? So I use that just to set the scene or the space. And then as we were saying before, I may give someone a, a particular crystal to hold throughout the reading and kind of the idea of like it's recording the reading for them and then they can take it with them, right? So rather than it being a talisman or something with an intention, it's more like this, this crystal is going to record this reading for you on, on some level and you're going to take it with you and you're going to remember it when you have it, right? And then I guess another, <laughs> another way I've been working with crystals too is that, you know, every day I do a card of the day, of course, and I post it on Facebook and Instagram and all, all those good, good things. But lately I've been, or for the past, I don't know, past year or so, I guess, I've been doing a, a today's tarot card and a today's talisman. Right? Uh -huh. A little bit cheeky there with talisman, but it's more like today's whatever symbol or crystal I think is going to support the person who's reading it, right? So I relate it to the tarot card if it is immediately apparent or perhaps, you know, the day of the week or, you know, what other energy is going around. So, so I encourage people to take the message of the card of the day. And then also they, they can, if they have that stone or if they have something with that symbol that I, this today's talisman, they can wear it for the day or call upon it too. So lots, there's so many ways to work with crystals. And that's the thing. It's like, it's really honestly to <laughs> your imagination. Like, yes, oh, there's so much you can do. So we've got two, two, two more questions before okay. we can start to wind down. Okay. The first one is how would you um, suggest people to begin with this work? If this is something that is like speaking to their soul, um, oh obviously if they're not tarot readers or they're, they're, they're not someone who, um, wants to participate in doing this for themselves, of course, my first thing would be like, get yourself a reading with Laurie because she <laughs> obviously knows what she's doing um, and you're going to learn from the master and that. And, you know, because some people are, they, they read for themselves and other people are just interested in learning about different readers out there. So, and I would mm -hmm. hand on heart always recommend you because, um, yeah, especially because at the moment there's, um, we, we need a lot of good value, like, like, you know what I mean, like really reputable readers and you're definitely... Oh, yeah. And then after you sort of answered that one, um, tell us a little bit about the Tarot Talisman's meditation. So two Ooh. questions for you, my love. Okay. So first, okay. So first one is how to get started, right? So that, it, that is something too that you mentioned in meditation. So if, if people go to my website, then I have a free downloadable meditation that sort of takes you through a process that you can do yourself. So even if you're a beginner with tarot, then it's very simple, right? So essentially anyone who's completely a beginner can do that. And it takes you through a meditation where you can kind of use the energy of the card with a talisman. And it's, it's kind of a nice place to start. But I think, as you say, like, I think if, if someone is completely new to tarot or not 
really not so fussed to read for themselves, then certainly they could start with working with crystals as well, right? So I would recommend choosing one that, choosing a crystal that really resonates with you, you know, like going into a crystal shop, which is one of my favorite things, and just seeing what you're drawn to, right? And intuitively select that that crystal and start to get to know them. So I think, of course, like studying, um, reading the books, studying is, is crucial too. But I think go with your instincts, go with your intuition, right? Um, choose a crystal that resonates with you and just carry it around with you, hold it in your hand, try to match your energy with it, right? And see what it's trying to tell you. But, you know, as, as you mentioned as well, though, I would recommend go and get yourself a tarot deck <laughs> and start with that, right? So start, if you have a tarot deck, you have a crystal, start with just drawing a card from your deck asking, what do I need to know about this crystal? Or what do I need to know about this talisman? And see what card comes up, right? So, so start with a, a little bit of a, a spirit of play and getting your intuition fired up and see where it takes you, you know, see if the cards and if crystals resonate with you. That is so great. Play cannot be, uh, it's so underrated. I'm all for having fun. Like if something <laughs> more like, what are we even doing here? Um, mm-hmm. And of course, though, the link to where you can find that meditation is going to be over as well on my blog. So we're going to make sure all that information is shared so that we can find it very, very easily. So is there anything that you would like to, um, I guess, any flip side to, to it, any warning or anything that people need to really keep in mind when starting the journey with adding an extra element to their tarot practice? Hmm. Well, I mean, in my, my experience, like I have nothing, nothing negative to say about this, like no dire warnings of any kind. I think before doing any kind of tarot or energetic or magical work, it's important to prepare yourself, right? Center yourself, ground yourself. So if that's something that's completely new to you, then it's worth finding a a meditation practice or a grounding practice that, so that you're going into this work feeling centered and safe and in a good place. Right. So I'd say that would be the only thing I would say is that um, do a little, prep work on yourself before you do the work so that you can do it without any, any worry or any stress about that. But otherwise, I mean, crystals are, are very supportive, right? And they're, they're, there's nothing that comes to mind that I would tell people to worry about, except you may end up buying way too many crystals. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You may buy, you may buy too many <laughs> <laughs> that's the only warning <laughs> welcome to the club of people who have lots of crystals and yeah. lots of decks <laughs> we have a place at the table for you <laughs> yes exactly come and we're sucking you into our world <laughs> and it's so it's so interesting too i find that um my depending on my needs like when i i was in banyan yesterday mm-hmm. and i found it really interesting and this is something i wanted to offer to everybody I have always been very attracted to purples and blue crystals. Mm-hmm. No surprise there, right? Throat mm-hmm. chakra, higher chakras, <laughs> that I, they have been my absolute gem forever. Appetite, yeah. amethyst, nice. aquamarine, uh, you know, all of those are, are very, very much my, my love. What I have found really interesting is now when I go into crystals, I, I bought some yesterday, pink, pink, calcite. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I found this beautiful pink calcite, probably one of my favorite stones right now because I love calcite. The, the rainbows that you can get in calcite are like un, unlike anything else. 
um, mm-hmm. opals, pink chart, uh, rhodochrysite. Um, I've got these beautiful, uh, every time it's now pink and green wow. and uh, more the earthy colors. I'm like, wow, I'm really sinking into some of my lower chakras now. Beautiful. thing to, when you go into a crystal store, stand in front of maybe the little tumbled stone section and go, what does my soul need right now? And really feel into what color and what stones you're being attracted to. Because I've certainly found through while I'm going through my own journey as a person that I'm I still, I still bought appetite yesterday. Like that still <laughs> happened, but I bought like, I, but I, st- I'm like, wow, I'm really getting into these beautiful soft pinks, um, mm. these greens that I wasn't attracted to before. Isn't that interesting? I felt the same thing as well. Like I'm, I'm drawn to the purples, of course, as well. Uh, but then I went into a time in my life where all of a sudden like pyrite, man, that was the best thing. <laughs> and I'd never been drawn to it before, right? So these sort of grounding earthier ones where usually I'm all up in here, right? But um, so I think people will find that depending on what, where, where they are in their life and what they're going through, that crystal, the crystals are going to offer to them what they need or they're going to be drawn to what they need beyond what they just look at and think is pretty, right? Like they're going to feel, oh, you know, that energy feels really good. So I think it, it is something that changes depending on what's going on. Absolutely. Because it's all vibration that a vibration attracts to a vibration. And another mm. beautiful thing that you were saying about how to do a daily draw and then having a daily talisman is that if you're a journaling person or someone who likes to do reflective work, yeah. you'll probably see that you go through the rainbow at some point. Like you'll see that you're very attracted yeah. And then maybe when that card comes up, you're like, oh, maybe I need to get some more grounding stones. Like maybe that's a calling, a connection back to the tarot saying, oh, I need to clear out that chakra or that chakra needs a little bit of love or am I speaking my truth or am I stomping my feet? Like all that kind of stuff. So (laughs) the languages speak and work so beautifully together. Mm, Beautiful, yeah. I think that's a great practice. Like journaling, as you say, that's a great way to become aware of those patterns, right? And see what's going to support you the most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So before we say goodbye, it's parting is such sweet sorrow. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share? Because of course, we're going to have all your socials, um, everything, how we can find you, but how can we work with you? What are you doing at the moment? Yeah. And uh, yeah, what's, what's on the horizon for you? Well, thank you. So of course, people, as, as you say, people can find me at innergoddesstarot.com if they want to book a reading with me. And I'm in Toronto, but I'm available internationally, of course, with the miracle of technology. Uh, so I'd be very happy to put together a, a tailored package for anyone who's interested in the talisman work, right? So they could just contact me and say, um, get the ball rolling, that they're interested in that. And then we'd work together to create something tailored for them. And, you know, also stay tuned for some other secret things regarding tarot and talismans that I'm not going to talk about yet, (laughs) but stay tuned for more from me on this topic. Very, very, very exciting. And I absolutely have to get to, I love the way you guys say Toronto. (laughs) Toronto. My mom's in Toronto, so um, you know, I've heard that my entire life. you got to come. Come yeah, and come meet and my Toronto Tarot Circle, my dear. They would love to, love to meet you. So. Well, and I would love to hang out more. And, and uh, I've been to Toronto a couple of times, but uh, it's a great city. So I'm, I'm, I'm usually like, where's my, where's my plane ticket? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> great. 
So thank you so, so much. I know that I have been super inspired. Um, so much great food for thought there. And thank you so much for the meditation for everybody. And again, those links will be in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube and also on my post for the podcast at ethany.com. Thank you so much, Laurie. You are an absolute goddess. You are an inner tarot. You're a tarot goddess, honey. Um, thank you for everything and for sharing. And uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to get to, to chat with you today. And we'll see you next time at the TRA TV and podcast. Head to www.tarotreadersacademy.com to check out the training and offer with our faculty of tarot experts. That's www.tarotreadersacademy.com. You can also find out how to work with Ethany by heading to www.ethany.com. Thank you for joining us.